Take a cassette out of its case, and most people just see an empty box. You're indoors more, and there's more time for listening. Welcome to Marketing Mixtape. This mix is just for you. For you. For you. Greetings. I'm Richard Larson, SVP of AW360 at Advertising Week. AW360 is Advertising Week's year-round digital content platform where we highlight the best and the brightest from around the global industry. One of my favorite parts of working on AW360 is that I get to work on countless projects from every corner of the industry, giving me an opportunity to introduce our audience to unique and intelligent perspectives and deliver them in fun and interesting ways. To that end, I'm pleased to welcome you to a very different kind of conversation, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Google. We call it Marketing Mixtape. It's 2021, and by now we're all burned out on video conferencing, whether for our own jobs or for our kids' video classrooms. We also know that this is a critical moment in time, and we wanted to find a way to share our best ideas and learnings in a format that's easier for you to consume, allowing you to cook a meal, take a walk, or complete a workout while listening in on this important conversation. We also wanted to make it fun, so we've made you a mixtape with the same thought and care that many of us remember from back in the days when mixtapes were a real thing. In a world where near constant change is the new normal, you'll hear insights about how your business can embrace digital transformation, how you can use signals and automation to reimagine product, channel, and demand strategies in this new dynamic market. In short, how you can grow today and stay resilient tomorrow. From us here at Advertising Week and from our partners at Google, we're here to help you with whatever comes next. Thank you for listening. Can you guys hear my dog barking in the background? It's trash collection day and she is out patrolling. <laughs> Hi, my name is Tomai Saremba and I co-lead Google's partnerships with automotive companies and agencies, along with my colleague, Kyle Keogh. It's been a remarkable past six months, and though our auto industry has faced many obstacles before, this pandemic will thrust us into a new paradigm. Consumers' increased adoption of a digital will reset the whole marketplace of tomorrow. And while no one could have predicted the rate of acceleration of this trend in auto, I'm very hopeful about our future. Because some brands weren't only ready for the uncertainty, but being ready got them real meaningful results. Brands like Hyundai actually grew share while the industry was declining, and Ford pivoted their reveal strategies from a physical event at auto shows to 100% digital. That's where the good news is today. You don't have to predict the future to be ready for what comes next. So here's the bottom line. Here's three things auto marketers can do today. First, be ready by upping your measurement game. Now more than ever, no one can afford to waste media dollars. Hold your media accountable to what drives your business, high value action KPIs and store visits. Second, be ready by adopting automation. Adopt bidding and targeting tools that outperform manual optimization with a privacy safe end to end media stack. And finally, be ready by optimizing a cross tier experience using data. Bring your OEM, dealer, and Google data together to accelerate digital transformation through an online retailing experience to build long-term business resilience. So this is your moment. You can seize it, just like the companies that had their best Q2 did. Doesn't take luck, 
magic, or predicting the future to accomplish that. But it does take embracing a digital transformation journey to help you be ready for whatever comes next. And as we look forward in the auto industry, it'll be about progress, not perfection. In these ever-changing times, you have our unwavering commitment at Google to help you get ready for whatever comes next. Here to explain some of our most recent trends is the Global Head of Ads Research and Insights at Google, Justin DeGraff. Have you ever had a moment where a person just got you? Maybe you've recently thought about buying a car, like my friend Luke, who lives in Brooklyn with his partner and one-year-old. He never thought a car made sense for his city lifestyle, but he needs to get his growing baby out of their one-bedroom apartment. When he was telling our friends about his predicament, someone suggested a service where he can lease a car month to month instead of committing to buying. What he got was more than the right car at the right price. He got the caring support he needed to feel like a good parent. That's what's possible today with digital ads. In a new piece of research, we compared personalized ads to ads that speak to deeper human needs, things like inspiration or relief. Then we imitated elements of Google's automation tools to deliver ads that spoke to those needs in real time. The results for auto were huge, driving up to 6% higher click-through and even better, 7% higher purchase intent. And that's above and beyond basic personalization. More than positive results though, the ads also avoided pitfalls with just 7% of people reporting them as negative or annoying. The ads worked not because they're targeted, but because they were meaningful. And by leveraging automation, you can apply these types of ads in new places, pockets of demand that you might never have predicted. Predicting the future is a game of chance, but you don't have to take that chance with the help of automation. Instead, you can move in step with consumers as their demand shifts in real time. We call this real-time approach rethinking readiness. Rethinking readiness will drive ROI, keep your business agile, and give you the resilience you need for whatever comes next. All right, that's it for me. It's time to take the dog for a walk. Next up, you'll hear a story from one of our partners about how they navigated a recent strategic shift. But for... So it's, it's like walking into a dark room and trying to find a black cat. I'm Angela Zapeta. I'm the CMO of Hyundai. Today, I want to talk to you about how we were able to generate positive sales through our shift to selling cars online. Buying a car is a long consumer journey. So when that customer begins that journey, they want to actually see, touch, feel, and drive the vehicle. And so the importance of the dealership has always been central. Change is difficult, especially when things have worked for you so well for so long. The auto industry was one of the laggards in coming up to speed on the digital revolution. Right at the beginning of COVID, 65 to 70% of our dealers experienced some type of shutdown. We were trying to come up with solutions to help the dealers stay in business. Google helped us with a lot of this information about how the digital buying experience for automotive was changing rapidly. And we had launched our 
brand new HyundaiUSA.com site. Now today, 100% of our dealers are signed up for those digital retailing tools, and we were able to engage those customers even if they couldn't go to the dealership directly. And we keep breaking our records. Uh, we had 4.6 million people come to our site uh, in the month of August, which broke the record. Search is an incredible indicator to sales. We want to see how many people are actually searching for Hyundai. Google's that platform that's allowing us to drill down to that level of detail with customers who are really in the shopping mode. We have about four times as many leads than we did before. And we're just getting a very high quality customer. In fact, they transact almost twice as much as a regular customer. If they've used any of our digital tools, they are ready to go to purchase. We're hovering around eight to 9% of transactions happen online all the way up through an electronic or a wet signature. That's pretty significant considering we basically had none at the start of COVID. You can pivot and you can make adjustments. And I think that's part of not panicking. Make the best decision you can today. You're smart, you know what you're doing. You've got data in front of you, make a decision and don't, if the worst thing to do is to wait to make a decision and then you're missing out. Don't wait for tomorrow what you can plan for today because you might really need it. This story around reimagining the customer journey was just from my perspective as CMO. Up next, you'll hear a discussion between industry leaders about what this type of change looks like from a different angle. You cannot improve what you cannot measure. Hey everyone, my name is Pete Kim, CEO and co-founder of Mighty Hive and Executive Director at S4 Capital. Hi, my name is Amy Lanzi. I am the Commerce Practice Lead for North America for Publicis Group. Today, we're going to be discussing how the idea of maximizing your measurement has shifted under recent times from an agency perspective. We'll also discuss the recent accelerated shift to e-commerce. As we all struggle as an industry and strive as an industry to get better, how do you know if your experiment was actually worthwhile if you can't measure the delta between status quo and the new? So I you know, can't agree more. I think measurement is so important, obviously, particularly given how much change we have just all gone through in the last five months and will continue to go through. We've fast forwarded in e-commerce five months and five years. And there's some simple questions that we need to be always on having more of a, of a commerce mindset. Would we have gotten the sale anyway? We talk about things like ROAS and we talk about things like results and measurement and things like that. But we always have to remember that at the end of the day, the customer is the ultimate goal here. And the data is literally the representation of the customer. And if you don't have access to it, if you can't measure it, then you're not talking to the customer. You're just pushing buttons somewhere and hoping things go well. Here's the thing. If you are really going to do measurements on advertising effectiveness, here's what you need. You need a list of people who bought something. 
You need a list of people who saw an ad and you need the means to join those data set into a single analyzable whole. And then you need some smart people to just look for patterns. And we are right now on the cusp of being able to do this at scale, which is so amazing. One of our clients really wanted to understand if I invest in all of these different retail media partners, how do I know I'm not either just subsidizing the same purchase that would have happened in another retailer? Is it driving incrementality? And how do I also not just give all my dollars to the retailers because they're asking? This client is a full Google tech stack. So we built out an opportunity to essentially in a you know, privacy compliant way, commingle the data. So it was a really interesting process where we learned quite a bit and also were able to highlight capabilities that both the retailer needed to build as well as this client in particular. If I were to give one piece of advice, it would be this, have a plan. Most people today just aren't you know, really moving forward with a comprehensive approach. You need to have a vision in mind, you need to have a destination in mind, and you need to have a plan to get there. Totally agree. You absolutely have to have the tools and technology so that as you're building out measurement, you are able to harness all of that and see it in real time. But the first order of business is to be able to be focused on the single consumer that you really believe you can drive growth with. Your mixtape will continue on side B. My name is Sarah Carberry, head of U.S. Multicultural Strategy and Sales at Google. As someone who identifies as mixed heritage, I struggled to feel a sense of belonging at a young age. Nobody looked like me on TV or in magazines, so when I started my career in media, I felt compelled to change this. Fast forward to 2020, with COVID's disproportionate impact on multicultural communities and the global rallying cry of the Black Lives Matter movement, I know so many of you feel a heightened call to action to drive positive change today, both personally and professionally. At Google, we've been inspired by so many different ways brands have stepped up to this challenge, and we're privileged to meet the makers behind some of the work. You're about to hear a conversation between two creatives, Keith Cartwright and Gianta Jenkins, who partnered with P&G to develop two thought-provoking films addressing cultural bias and racism titled The Look and The Choice. Diverse thinking breeds better creativity and also improves any business's bottom line. We need to say something, we need to put something out into the world to let uh, the industry to sort of wake up and align and bring their resources towards helping this cause. The letter went into the world and began to build a conversation around things that we've always found important that weren't necessarily being surfaced. Mark Pritchard from a, a P&G picked up the phone and, and called us and said, let's talk. And that conversation turned into um, action very quickly. They have demonstrated very authentically their commitment to undoing some of the tropes that have existed in advertising and taking it on in a way to bring people together. The look, um, you know, it started 
when we were asked by uh, P&G to think about, you know, how African-American men specifically experience bias through their daily lives. The microaggressions that we as African-American men suffer through are like a thousand mini car accidents that we go through day to day. And the thing about the look and unconscious bias is it is, it's a silent act. The idea that you could tell that story objectively and, and use the camera to actually make people feel what that feels like, it was a very, very powerful piece of filmmaking. We're never pointing fingers and it's not calling anyone out, it's acknowledging. And the work that we do is invite people into the discussion so we can have a conversation. So the choice was a passionate plea from the brand to white people for white allyship and in the protests that are going on in the street. And it was a declarative statement that says, this is the time for action. We all must stand up. We can no longer be silent. Uh, we all sat down and discussed with P&G and said, what, what's powerful here is to reduce it all the way down to the core element. What divides us? And it's, it's melanin, it's skin, right? That's the thing that gets in the way of us being united. So let's put that on display and show the aesthetic difference between the two, but to also demonstrate that there's not much difference between the two. Felt like the right way to deliver the message. We're now able to upload something to YouTube and the immediacy creates the, the fuel for these movements to take on a shape and a resonance. If it's shared or liked, or if we see that it's gotten a million views, that's a million times plus that people decided that they wanted to take in and potentially learn from what we've created. And that's progress. Hi, I'm Jerry and I lead the ads team at Google. It's been quite a year and I've had a chance to meet virtually with many of you. Hearing your stories has motivated my team to push harder and rethink our roadmaps with a single goal in mind, to accelerate digital growth for even more businesses. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days, so I'm gonna step outside for a quick walk while I share some highlights from my keynote at Advertising Week. In the next minute, I'll quickly cover four product innovations designed to help you get your business ready for what comes next. First, we've heard from you that you need insights to identify when and how consumer behavior is changing. That's why I'm excited to announce the new Insights page in Google Ads. This page will include a new trends section where you'll find rising search trends for the product or service categories most relevant to your business. To help you take action on these insights in real time, I also unveiled Performance Max campaigns. They're a new way to buy Google ads across all our inventory from a single campaign. They deliver the greatest reach and performance while providing transparency into how Google's machine learning is working for you. We're also rolling out video action campaigns to all advertisers globally and introducing new inventory on connected TVs to help you take advantage of the boom in video streaming. 
Finally, we believe measurement should be comprehensive, actionable, and privacy-centric. Now is the time to ensure your business has the solid measurement foundation it needs for the long term. So stay tuned for new updates we'll be sharing for Google Analytics. Hi, it's me again, Alan Tegeson. Thank you for joining us for your marketing mixtape. I hope you found it helpful, and I hope the format gave you space to take a break from your screen and reflect on the opportunities that lie ahead. 2020 has been challenging, but the changes it accelerated provide an opportunity to rethink our approach to growth and resilience. By embracing digital transformation, by making it live in our product, channel, and demand strategies, by leading with a data-driven approach and embracing the full power of automation, we can be ready for whatever comes next. As always, Google is your partner on that journey. We want to leave you with a brief final thought. So here's Sal Khan and his vision of what tomorrow might bring. My name is Sal Khan. I'm the founder and CEO of Khan Academy. We're a not-for-profit with a mission of providing a free world-class education for anyone, anywhere. People are realizing that we now have the tools at our disposal that really transcend time and space, where you can learn from anyone on the planet, and you can help teach anyone on the planet. Uh, we have a whole generation of educators who have, out of necessity, jumped into the deep end of the pool, figuring out how to do distance learning right and willing to experiment, willing to fail forward and doing whatever it takes to maintain a connection with students. And it makes me envision a future where everyone feels like they are part of a global learning community. If in the next few decades, we truly create a world where truly world-class education, being able to tap into your potential becomes a fundamental human right, it's going to accelerate every aspect of society in a positive context. We will have more economic empowerment, more equity. We will have more open-mindedness. And frankly, we'll just have more cures for diseases, more art, uh, more entertainment, and, and more uh, interesting innovation that makes all of our lives that much better. If the dream world happens, I think we're gonna have a generation of adults who are going to be lifelong learners, who are going to be curious, and what that's going to do, it's going to make them incredibly nimble. It's been quite a year. We're proud to be your partner and here to help you be ready for whatever comes next. Thank you. Thank you.